Letter number three of Clarissa Harlow, volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Clarissa Harlow, Volume 3, by Samuel Richardson. Chapter 3. Letter 3. Mr. Lovelace to Joseph Lehman. Saturday, April 8th. Honest Joseph, at length your beloved young lady has consented to free herself from the cruel treatment she has so long borne. She is to meet me without the garden door at about four o'clock on Monday afternoon. I told you she had promised me to do so. She has confirmed her promise. Thank heaven she has confirmed her promise. I shall have a chariot and six ready in the by-road fronting the private path to Harlow Paddock, and several of my friends and servants not far off armed to protect her, if there be occasion, but every one charged to avoid mischief. That, you know, has always been my principal care. All my fear is that when she comes to the point, the over-niceness of her principles will make her waver and want to go back, although her honor is my honor, you know, and mine is hers. If she should, and should I be unable to prevail upon her, all your past services will avail nothing, and she will be lost to me forever. The prey, then, of that cursed Solmes, whose vile stinginess will never permit him to do good to any of the servants of the family. I have no doubt of your fidelity, honest Joseph, nor of your zeal to serve an injured gentleman and an oppressed young lady. You see, by the confidence I repose in you, that I have not, more particularly on this very important occasion, in which your assistance may crown the work, for if she waver, a little innocent contrivance will be necessary. Be very mindful, therefore, of the following directions. Take them into your heart. This will probably be your last trouble until my beloved and I are joined in holy wedlock, and when we will be sure to take care of you, and then we will be sure to take care of you. You know what I have promised. No man ever reproached me for breach of word. These, then, honest Joseph, are they. Contrive to be in the garden in disguise, if possible, and unseen by your young lady. If you find the garden door unbolted, you will know that she and I are together, although you should not see her go out at it. It will be locked, but my key shall be on the ground just without the door, that you may open it with yours, as it may be needful. If you hear our voices parleying, Keep at the door till I cry, hem, hem, twice. But be watchful for this signal, for I must not hem very loud, lest she should take it for a signal. Perhaps in struggling to prevail upon the dear creature, I may have an opportunity to strike the door hard with my elbow, or heel, to confirm you. Then you are to make a violent burst against the door, as if you would break it open, drawing backward and forward the bolt in a hurry. Then with another push it, but 
with more noise than strength, lest the lock give way. Cry out as if you saw some of the family. Come up, come up instantly. Here they are, here they are. Hasten, this instant, hasten. And mention swords, pistols, guns, with as terrible a voice as you can cry out with. Then shall I prevail upon her, no doubt, if loath before to fly. If I cannot, I will enter the garden with her, and the house too, be the consequences what they will. But so affrighted, there is no question but she will fly. When you think us at a sufficient distance, and I shall raise my voice urging her swifter flight, that you may guess at that, then open the door with your key. But you must be sure to open it very cautiously, lest we should not be far enough off. I would not have her know you have a hand in this matter, out of my great regard for you. When you have opened the door, take your key out of the lock and put it in your pocket. Then, stooping for mine, put it in the lock on the inside, that it may appear as if the door was opened by herself with a key, which they will suppose to be of my procuring, it being new, and left open by us. They should conclude she has gone off by her own consent, that they may not pursue us, that they may see no hopes of tempting her back again. In either case, mischief might happen, you know. But you must take notice that you are only to open the door with your key, in case none of the family come up to interrupt us, and as before we are quite gone. For if they do, you'll find by what follows that you must not open the door at all. Let them, on breaking it open, or by getting over the wall, find my key on the ground, if they will. If they do not come to interrupt us, and if you, by help of your key, come out, follow us at a distance, and, with uplifted hands, and with wild impatient gestures, running backward and forward for fear you should come up too near us, and as if you saw somebody coming to your assistance, cry out for help, help, and to hasten. Then shall we be soon at the chariot. Tell the family that you saw me enter a chariot with her, a dozen or more men on horseback attending us, all armed, some with blunderbusses, as you believe, and that we took quite the contrary way to that we should take. You see, honest Joseph, how careful I am, as well as you, to avoid mischief. Observe to keep at such a distance that she may not discover who you are. Take long strides to alter your gait, and hold up your head, honest Joseph, and she'll not know it to be you. Men's airs and gaits are as various and peculiar as their faces. Pluck a stake out of one of the hedges and tug at it, though it may come easy. This, if she turn back, will look terrible and account for your not following us faster. Then, returning with it shouldered to brag to the family what you would have done, could you have overtaken us, rather than your young lady should be carried off by such a and you may call me names, and curse me. And these airs will make you look valiant and in earnest. You see, honest Joseph, I am always contriving to give you reputation. No man suffers by serving me. But if our parley should last longer than I wish, and if any of her friends miss her before I cry, hem, hem, 
twice then in order to save yourself which is a very great point with me i assure you make the same noise as above but as i directed before open not the door with your key on the contrary wish for a key with all your heart but for fear any of them should by accident have a key about them keep in readiness half a dozen little gravel stones no bigger than peas and thrust two or three slyly into the keyhole which will hinder their key from turning round it is good you know joseph to provide against every accident in such an important case as this and let this be your cry instead of the other if any of my enemies come in your sight as you seem to be trying to burst the door open sir sir or madam madam o lord hasten o lord hasten mr lovelace mr lovelace and very loud and that shall quicken me more than it shall those who you call if it be betty and only betty i shall think worse of your art of making love than of your fidelity if you can't find a way to amuse her and put her upon a false scent you must tell them that your young lady seemed to run as fast off with me as i with her this will also confirm to them that all pursuit is in vain an end will hereby be put to solmes hopes and her friends after a while will be more studious to be reconciled to her than to get her back so you will be a happy instrument of great good to all round and this will one day be acknowledged by both families you will then be every one's favorite and every good servant for the future will be proud to be likened to honest joseph lehman if she should guess at you or find you out i have it already in my head to write a letter for you to copy which occasionally produced will set you right with her this one time be diligent be careful this will be the crown of all and once more depend for recompense upon the honor of your assured friend r lovelace you need not be so much afraid of going too far with betty if you should make a match with her she is a very likely creature though a vixen as you say i have an admirable receipt to cure a termagant wife never fear joseph but thou shalt be master of thine house if she be very troublesome i can teach thee how to break her heart in a twelvemonth and honestly too or the precept would not be mine i enclose a new earnest of my future favor end of letter three